like a delay though. There is a bit of a delay. I'm, I'm slipping out of my chair and sliding and all of that jazz. I'm Caitlin, by the way, and that's Hi. Katie. Wow, we're starting real quick. Well, no, I just like, what if people are tuning in and they're like, who the fuck is this? Sorry, we didn't introduce ourselves until like eight minutes Halfway into through. the yeah to the last episode. <laughs> Oh, so I thought fun. you meant just in general. We didn't start introducing ourselves until like we, we oh, introduced ourselves. The pod. On, yeah, yeah, like on episode one, and then suddenly around episode like I don't know, like one fifty, we were like, "Oh, hey, should we maybe give a reminder? Yeah, who who you're listening to? Yep, whose gaping maw is just kind of Whoa. flapping in the wind? Okay, yeah, you know, we're 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 vibing. We're we we're we're flexing our verbal prowess what today i don't listen it's the day I'm before so- as we record this it's the day before halloween it's the day before halloween it's the day after for those of you who follow me the bar crawl that Haley said i should investigate the shirley temple offerings of the bars that we went to and let me mm-hmm. tell you everybody who drank alcohol last night did fine i feel like death i i just i said to Haley, i'm not fully here my body aches yeah elliot had two shows this weekend and we got home uh friday and saturday both days after 2 a.m and uh i am a shell of who i once was yes i fully understand that children if you're listening enjoy your youth (laughs) yes don't enter your late 20s like we have and let me tell you that also hurt to say the the phrase late 20s hurt to say as much as my body does right now so (laughs) but we're fine we're talking about young people today i think Hmm? i think we're talking about young people today aren't we we are we are talking about youths who i guarantee you their bodies probably weren't hurting very much despite some of these like i'll give y'all a spoiler like some of the hours at which these kids were out and about i was like holy shit like i'd be dead i wouldn't have been able to do more than one of these because like i'd be i'd that i'd be down for the count one of elliot's shows started at 10 Hmm? so yeah it started at 10 30 one of elliot's shows started at 10 30 this weekend oh yeah the show that we went to last night started at 10 that's fu- that's fucking crazy. Why are people doing that? And why did we used to think it was normal? <laughs> I never. I don't think I ever What's did. Changed? Oh, I did. I for sure did. I was totally fine with it. I mean, I guess I am still, but like, I don't know. I would I never. Spe- that's a true crime in and of itself. Call me a fucking square, but I would never start my night after like eight p.m. I guess yeah that's i guess that's fair like i'm not looking to like watch the sunrise <laughs> i had uh <clears throat> i had some friend i would go over to my friend's house very frequently during high school and we would stay up late to like two playing like halo and call of duty um and then we would be like wrapping up and it'd be like two or two thirty and then all of a sudden like one or two of them were, would get some idea in their head and they were like they were like, yo, hello, guys. Hello, guys. And they would all basically figure out who wanted to drive into the fucking city at 2.30 in the morning to go to some street, like, meat cart. Yeah. 
to get chicken over rice. Clearly, at, you've never had at two thirty. Like they were beginning a new adventure, and I was like, "Fuck that! Wake me up and tell me how it was." That's insane. No, halal guys is delicious. Don't listen, Elliot. We got halal yesterday. Also, we don't live that far away from the city, but uh, yeah, no. They, Elliot's making this sound like a terrible like trek or or whatever. You're what thirty minutes? Like twenty. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like I'm I'm being generous there. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. We're Elliot, closer I love to you, the city than we are to like most malls. <laughs> yes, yes. Like uh, anyway. Speaking of malls, that's what these kids should have been doing. They should have just been fucking around at malls. Yeah. But no, they are doing this. And who are they, you may ask? Who are they? We are talking about the bling ring. And for those who do not know what I'm talking about, buckle up, buttercups, because this one's... I'm, I'm amazed, you know? They make Gen Z look like slackers, let me just say. Yeah. Like they're very they're very much millennials, but like yeah. there's uh there was a a a stripe of millennials that just had to do crimes and Yes. It was these yes. people. And and these put them all to shame. So far. So far. Yeah. But not holding my breath. Yeah. I mean I'd like it if we I'd like it if this was our peak. Like, I'm okay with that. I'm I'm down. Yeah. Tell me more. All right. Tell me more. Tell me more. Um, so before we dive into the crimes themselves, let's talk about the members of the bling ring. Okay. 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 The ring leader, pun not intended, but a little intended because have you met me? Was this girl named Rachel Lee, who lived in Calabasas, California. And for those who do not know, Calabasas is rich people country. Um, The Kardashians live in Calabasas. Therefore, by association, anybody who has said that they are a neighbor or were a neighbor of of the Kardashians. They like, you know, rich, rich people shit. Travis Uh Barker, like the whole the whole gamut. Calabasas is not poor people country. Like, I could not afford Calabasas. Um, But like any teenager, especially any teenager in the early 2000s, this is like, or the late 2000s, excuse me. This is the time of the Kardashians. This is the time of the hills and Laguna Beach. She was obsessed with reality TV and close. What teenager was not? What teenager is not? Mm -hmm. It's only gotten worse. (laughs) um but so she's she was described by her friends as spoiled and haughty um she was fashionable she was popular she was upper class she was rich what's her Uh, name again her name is rachel lee the rachel lee okay rachel lee um she was an it girl she was the she was the regina george she was the blair and serena like she was other early 2000s references that you and i will understand and anybody over the age of 18 will be like oh i've seen the musical and or remake of that um but she was the og okay very put together her personal life was a bit more messy okay (laughs) um she didn't first of all get along well with her mother um whose name is vicky kwan 
and her her mother's a North Korean immigrant, self-made, owner of two Kumon tutoring centers, um, and just like I'm like, good for you, girl. Like Damn. you're a boss ass bitch. Yeah. Her stepfather, her parents are divorced. Um, her dad lives in Vegas. Um, and her stepfather, she did not get along with him either. Um, and he married Lee's mother when she was like early teens. So first of all, we're talking about her when she's like still a teen, but also it's a so tough it's, age. It's fresh and it's a, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like it's a tough age for your parents to get remarried. Yeah. I would imagine as somebody whose parents did not get remarried when I was a teen. Um, but regardless like i would say i like i would say oof that's rough you know well, what I mean? those are like formative years and like having your parents go through a divorce like and remarriage during that time is is rough that yeah i completely agree um so she is already having these issues with her family but then also she got expelled from calabasas high school and therefore had to attend or not had to attend but she still had to go to school so she went to indian hills high school which was an alternative like artsy high school in agora hills california which is another affluent suburb of los angeles Mm -hmm. and she was she did well there like i said she was one of the popular girls she was named best dressed in her high school yearbook um she was given an award when she graduated for a creative arts scholarship Mm. um but she had all these friends and one of them was diana tameo and a year after they graduated they stole 85 dollars worth of merchandise from a sephora and ended up being fined and put on probation for petty theft oh my god that's You're pretty really... that's pretty fucked up i will say for half a tube of foundation pretty much i, I mean it's probably one of those like we're gonna make a an example, an example. out of you oh 100 yeah. well because yeah like and i'll get into it but like because these were not poor people like lee is driving a new audi a brand new audi yeah. Tameo is driving a lincoln navigator like these are not poor people but let's talk about Tameo because spoiler alert she also went on to become a member of this ring or else I would not be talking about her. And likely she also attended Indi- attended Indian Hills. She was the student body president. She was voted best smile. She was even awarded a $1500 future teacher scholarship after graduation. Um just very she had a lot going for her. Mm-hmm. Um and along with Lee like I said, she was fine. She was put on probation. And so then her star kind of started to dim. Um, Tameo was also seen as a valuable asset by this group because she was very, very tiny. And that allowed her to p- fit through pet doors and crawl inside houses to unlock the doors from inside. That's terrifying. Terrifying, but also kind of genius. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying you should do this, but I'm also like, who would think... Um, oh, hey, any, she can fit in there. Anybody that's trying to break into anywhere. I don't think that's like no, overly smart. No, I'm saying smart. who would I think, think like, oh, my friend could do this. Like that I'm saying is genius that you've got that wherewithal. Like I like not even genius. Like I'm not promoting this. I'm not saying this is a good thing that what these people did. But the creativity makes me go, damn, I'm stupid. <laughs> like, I mean, I wouldn't consider the, any of these things. It's one of those things that if they had put this like 
creative energy into something that was like good or that yeah. mattered, then yeah. maybe they could have been better people. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, but so, yeah, so that's what she would do. And according to another member of the group, Nicholas Frank Prugo, her entire wardrobe consisted of stolen clothes. But her lawyer, Howard Levy, Levy um, later called this, quote, patently false, end quote. Hmm. So let's talk about Frank, about Frank, goodness gracious. Let's talk about Nick. So the son of Melville Lynn and Frank Pruvo, who was a senior vice president at IM Global, a film and television sales and distribution company, and the foreign sales agent for low-budget blockbuster Paranormal Activity. Oh. Um, he was, Prugo, the, the child, was also having issues with his parents and at school, much like Lee. And he was expelled from Calabasas High School for excessive absences and transferred to Indian Hills. So he's the new kid. He's kind of, he's already pretty shy. He was like, that's what everybody described him as. He was very shy. He was very quiet. He was very timid. So he was troubled. He had been diagnosed with ADHD, for which he'd been described pre- prescribed Concerta. He had anxiety issues, for which he had been prescribed Zoloft. So he told journalist Nancy Jo Sales, who wrote a Vanity Fair profile on the Bling Ring, that Lee was, quote, the first person I felt was like my best friend, end quote. Mm. She really kind of took him under her wing. And bonding over their interest in fashion, social media, and reality television, they became, quote, inseparable. Uh, they they'd call each other im text just constantly mm-hmm. lee then introduced him to tameo and most of the other members of the bring, bling ring and after being accepted into lee's circle of friends and participating in their nightlife activities prugo ended up developing a drug problem and began stealing from his parents to support his addiction Ooh. Yes. So throughout the 10th grade, Prugo later told Sales they were all just a bunch of, quote, carefree kids. They would, quote, they were, quote, smoking weed, hanging out at Zuma Beach, going to parties with a lot of underage kids doing beer pong, end quote. Just like living out a high school movie. Yeah. And then that summer, things started to change when Lee proposed they rob the house of a boy that they knew in Woodland Hills, whom they knew would be out of town. And he later said of the situation, quote, I'm like, okay, whatever, just wanting to please her, end quote. And then when they get there, he says, quote, I'm in the house, walking back and forth, freaking out. I mean, it's weird to go through somebody's things, end quote. But Lee, he said, was just she was not bothered she was quote very into it focused end quote and when she found a box with eight thousand dollars in cash under a bed which first of all what yeah i should say woodland hills is also a rich neighborhood um i'm gonna assume that all these places are gonna be rich yeah all these places are pretty rich um but still you're just keeping cash in a box under a bed not even like a firebox I have cash in my house, but... Yeah, but, like, <laughs> that much cash? Don't answer that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that much, but, Haley's like... address is 555. Um, yeah, but like, but either way. But so, when they found it, though, Prugo calmed the fuck down immediately. Like, suddenly, he was really, like, chill and focused, too. And he later said to Sales, quote, We each get four grand. Like, this isn't so bad. We didn't kill anybody, end quote. Yeah, but also all these, like, fancy-ass houses, nobody has security systems. Oh, just wait. 
just wait just wait just wait like that would be my first thing of like first of all i would never be in that situation because i would never sign up to rob somebody's house Mm -hmm. even if you knew they were going to be out of town like no matter what if it was your best friend like the house that i'm robbing or the no my best friend who suggested it it. i would it's your best friend they've figured it all out they have done all of the planning they're like this is what we do this is what happens no we we it, it's a it's a sure thing no I, I i don't think i'd ever do it i mean i wouldn't either but i was just playing devil's advocate um and that's not me being like hey, yeah no me neither like collar tug no i i am a huge you know yeah. I, I i won't even watch a scary movie yeah um, my mom like made a point when we were younger to like mention like how good our friends are like both yeah. my sister and i like we just had like we were in such good groups that we never really did anything that was like horribly bad. No, you like, and all of the stories that you told me about you growing up, I was like, oh, they're such good kids. No, we had like, like my young, like young life was very much like from like the fifties and sixties mm-hmm. of like riding around on bikes and like not seeing your, like your parents or any adults until like it was time for dinner. It was like that type of childhood. I, I I don't get me wrong like I'm very happy for you but also I hate you I wish I wish I'm so jealous <laughs> like every time you talk about it too I'm like god damn it like ah but I mean at the same time you're missing out because you don't have generational trauma so <laughs> uh, <laughs> god I don't have that I couldn't check it off my bingo card wow you don't need a therapist in this day and age <laughs> like so left out lame um Oh, wow. This bitch makes her own serotonin. Um, but anyway, enough, enough roasting Haley for being well adjusted. Um, but so he he chilled the fuck out. And the next day they went shopping with that money on Rodeo Drive. That's fucking insane. You don't think anyone's going to notice that that money is gone? Yeah, no one did. That's insane. Oh, just wait. Because then Prugo said... They they fell into a nearly nightly ritual they called, quote, checking cars, end quote, in which they would go to the fancy cars in their neighborhood, Bentleys, Mercedes, um, I was about to say Miatas. That's not the word that I was looking for, though. Um, oh, shit. What was the I this is this is where the, the sugar brain comes in. Um, Maseratis. That was the word. Fancy. But they would go and they'd check the doors. And they'd see what's unlocked, and when something's unlocked, they would reach in and they'd take purses and credit cards and cash and all of that stuff. And the next day, they'd go shopping. And yeah, and they- as a reminder that these kids come from very wealthy families, so it's not like they were doing this so that they could get, like, food or anything that they needed. It was uh, to do it just to fucking do it. Yes and no. Um, so first of all, I do want to point out that they would go to these stores, Prugo said, and just buy shit with these credit cards and nobody would like give them a second glance. Nobody would be like, hey, is this your card? Um, With other people's names on it. Yes. Yes. That's weird. But um, it wasn't they weren't doing this to eat. But at least in Prugo's case, like he had developed a very expensive drug addiction. Um, And in February 2008, he was arrested for cocaine possession, and in Ju- and the- and then a few months later in August, he was busted for a DUI. Like, like high school juniors, right? He's a no. I think he's a senior. Maybe he's graduated okay. at this point. 
All right. Um, but still. But either way. So he's deep so in. Yeah. He's deep in an addiction. And speaking of deep in an addiction, another member of the group who, like Prugo, was heavily covered by sales in her profile was Alexis Nyers. And if that name sounds familiar to you, um, you'll know why in a minute. Okay. So unlike the rest of the teens who were students at Indian Hills, Nyers was homeschooled. She came from like a very hippy dippy family. Um, her father, Mikhail Nyers, I believe is his name, or Mikhail Nyers. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. He was one of the directors of photography on Friends. Her mother's a former Playboy model. Whoa. Um, so she comes from like names yeah. and... So she's she's got that. But then she had come to know Prugo through her childhood friend and adopted sister, Tess Adler, whose stage name was Tess Taylor. And she was like a webcam Playboy model. OK. And Taylor knew Prugo through mutual friends in the, quote, valley party scene, end quote. And Nyers later told Sales, quote, I didn't care for Nick because he took all of Tess's attention. There was a lot of jealousy between me and Tess and him, end quote. Hmm. Nyers allegedly only participated in one of the burglaries, but she still wound up being arguably the most famous participant because this fame of her parents and her making this segue into she she was trying to break into acting and modeling. Her her sister Tess Taylor was trying to break into acting and modeling, and this resulted in they were at, they were in a low budget teen film, and they meet this guy. Dan Levy, who produced a short-lived e-reality show about their lives called Pretty Wild, which it was kind of supposed to be like in the same vein as the Kardashians. Like these girls are kind of famous for being party girls. And it followed around the lives of Nyers and her two sisters and their mother. So the show, which began shooting the pilot several days before like shit hits the fan, um, it was originally like supposed to chronicle these L.A. party girls lives. And then it quickly became like in in today. It's just a time capsule of the case. Like this, it, the show was canceled after this. But like they had they yeah, were no filming shit. this entire season. The entire season is just about her trying to be like, I'm not guilty. Wow. Because it just all happened. Literally, like they were out shooting the pilot. And then the next morning. Like, they're still shooting the pilot, but they were out the night before, like, doing, like, a party yeah. thing. And the next morning, it's like, knock, knock, whoop, whoop. Yeah, I'm sure those uh, uh, documentarians were like, we hit the fucking jackpot with this one. Oh, yeah. But still, it got canceled after one season. Like, yeah, but they, so they weren't touching all, her with a 10-foot pole, but for that all one you season. Needed. Yeah, that's all you needed. They were they had the inside scoop on the whole story. Oh, yeah. we And we got some memeable shit from that, let me tell you, but we'll get into that in a minute. So we've got Alexis Nyers. Then we've got another member of the group, Courtney Ames. A, she's, she was a student at Calabasas High School and an, quote, old friend of Lee's who went on to introduce the group to her friend and a bouncer at her old waitressing job, Roy Lopez Jr., who was 27 at the time. And her boyfriend, Jonathan Ajar, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Um, it's A-J-A-R. So that's kind of what I'm assuming. Okay. But he was better known as Johnny Dangerous. Ew. And, huh? Ew. Oh, just wait. You want to hear ew? 
Um, I don't really know. I'm not 100% on how old he was, but he was the son of a career criminal and drug addict and a former convict himself, having done time in prison for drug trafficking in Wyoming at the age of 22. So he was at least like 25. Jesus Christ. And you still think the nickname Johnny Dangerous is like good? He probably, <laughs> I'm going to assume he watched a lot of Johnny Bravo as a youth. Maybe. And I'm not opposed i too enjoy a good johnny bravo so like you know what if you if that's your jam go off but like maybe consider a different not, i don't know but also i'm, I'm, I'm not gonna fuck with him because he's been to jail <laughs> yeah um and i do feel for him like it seems like i know that this is the case of a lot of it but like it seems that he kind of got into this because it was a generational thing unlike these other kids he was not rich. He was from yeah. Rosita. Um, he lived in like a really rundown, shitty apartment. Like he was a, he, or I think he was a bouncer at a club. He like was a drug dealer. Like he, he wasn't, he, he, he didn't have the, the same life experiences as yeah. these other rich kids. And he also did not participate in the burglaries. Uh, both he and Lopez were recruited by Ames to sell some of the stolen items for cash. But unlike Ajar, Lopez was not good at this. <laughs> um, right. Basically, he participated in burglarizing at least one victim. Lopez did. Paris Hilton, from whom he allegedly stole. Well, I guess not alleged if he got it convicted. So whoopsies. But spoiler. Um, but he stole $2 million in jewelry from her, which he carried out with him in a Louis Vuitton bag. Oh, my God. And he wasn't able to sell any of it. <gasps> How do you have that much money in jewels and you can't, like, get rid Especially of it? Especially considering the tactics that some of these kids used. Like, yeah. that's just, like, even the cops were like, yeah, he just really sucked at this. Like, and that's when you know it's bad. When the cops are even like, really? Like, Paris Hilton was able to basically like go in and get her jewelry like from the, from the police station when all of this was said and done. Yeah. Because he just wasn't able to move it. But anyway, I think this makes this a good opportunity to get into the crimes. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. So Prugo said he didn't exactly remember why he and Lee started burglarizing specifically celebrity homes, except that, quote, these were women with like fashion sense. Rachel watched The Hills, Gossip Girls, all those shows. She loved their clothes, end quote. He later described a group tactic for these burglaries, which he said Lee called, quote, going shopping, end quote, to sales as, quote, you grabbed a suitcase and filled it up with whatever you wanted, end quote. Hmm. To find their targets, they would research their comings and goings on Facebook and Twitter, as well as celebrity gossip sites like TMZ, paparazzi photos, and then find the stars' homes on sites like Google, Google Earth, Google Maps, celebrity address Ariel.com, with Pruger saying, quote, Prugo saying, quote, we'd be like a little research team, end quote. Yeah, I mean, there are like tours of like mm -hmm. bus tours of beverly hills that point out celebrities homes oh yeah So like it's not like it's a secret oh yeah well and i mean not even that like they drive by celebrities homes to like case it and yeah and figure i figure out how to get in and just uh, and again they used google or like I, I think i mentioned it somewhere in here like that's how they found a, a way into paris hilton's like gated community that like nobody knew was just a blind spot yeah like you know like this is this is 
it's the it's the age of the internet yeah and i guess like looking at paparazzi photos like while they're mm-hmm. filming a movie in milan it's like oh well i guess they're not home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah uh, he told the LAPD that Lee was, quote, the driving force of the burglary crew and that her motivation was based on her desire to desire to own the designer wardrobes of the Hollywood celebrities she admired, end quote. So between October 2008 and August 2009, these teens collectively stole more than $3 million in jewelry and high-end designer goods from a plethora of Hollywood stars, yeah. including Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, Audrina Patridge from the reality show The Hills, Rachel Bilson, who was the star of The O.C. and Heart of Dixie. Brian Austin Green from Beverly Hills 90210, the original. Mm-hmm. His then-girlfriend, then-wife, now-divorced ex-wife, Megan Fox. Um, like, they hit big people. They hit Orlando yeah. Bloom and Miranda Kerr's house. Yeah. Um, they also allegedly, not allegedly, but like, you know what I mean, tried to rob Ashley Tisdale's house but Damn. one of her some she had somebody staying with her and they didn't know so she wasn't home but the person was and they fled when this house guest discovered them when she Damn. just like happened to see them it was like what the fuck are you doing in here didn't they um, rob paris hilton's house like multiple times we'll get into it <laughs> okay please hold um i wish you asked me that like one sentence later like oh. i'm sorry <laughs> truly, i would have been like it's it's funny you asked wait one sentence one okay, sentence right. please I'll, I'll we'll redo it we'll keep okay. this in but i'm gonna redo it yes 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 yes, yes, okay. yes. look behind the curtain everybody all right so unrelated prugo said the friends told themselves of their famous targets quote they're celebrities they have everything end quote and that's how they um reasoned that it was okay with themselves that's how they reconciled yeah, it but they're also like robin hood like in reverse almost like they're stealing from the the rich rich to feed the rich yeah yeah it's robin hood richer to feed the rich yeah robin hood stealing for like himself to make himself rich (laughs) yeah so that's not what you're supposed to be asking uh didn't they rob paris hilton's house like multiple times well it's interesting that you ask for the first time ever because they actually picked paris hilton as their first victim because they assumed she was quote dumb and prugo said quote like who would leave a door unlocked who would leave a lot of money around end quote and clearly the answer was paris hilton to them Mm. and quite frankly they also knew that she had a bunch of stuff from the luxury brands they coveted including chanel gucci tiffany cartier prada mark jacobs dolce and gabbana burberry yves saint laurent like this is all the shit they were going for i mean i guess it's just me because a lot of people seem to like it i don't like stuff that has fucking logos and shit plastered all over it but see that's the difference between the rich and the really rich i will say having grown up in connecticut hey um it's it's and i'm not saying like the really really rich people think that it's like tacky like you do to have the logos so they've got the stuff that doesn't have the logos plastered all over it but it's like in legally blonde when she's like stamping her feet and you look at those shoes and you would not be like those are prada shoes and he's like don't stamp your last season prada shoes at me honey like yeah. it, it's that's the type of shit that these really rich people have it's okay. not the like oh i've got the lizzie mcguire like tiffany bracelet it's it's like you've got a very subtle like diamond necklace that you happen to know was like designed by elsa peretti for this particular line for tiffany like it's 
that type of it, it's the very expensive or it's like the one of a kind like we'll get into that too like yeah they they were yeah they were going for gold here okay but yeah so one night in october 2008 prugo and lee drove to hilton's gated community at 2 a.m after finding a weigh-in on google earth and they climbed a hill and got to her front door and went all around her mansion opened the front door with a key they found under the mat <sighs> prugo said with a shrug to sales quote stupid <laughs> end quote and he said he found the sensation of suddenly being in her home quote horrifying there was that percentage of wow this is paris hilton's house but as soon as i put my foot in the door i was just wanting to run out end quote yeah. So he acted as the lookout at the top of the stairs while Lee went into Hilton's bedroom to look for valuables. And Prugo said, quote, I was sweating unnaturally. Every five minutes I was yelling, let's get the fuck out of here. She was like, it's fine. It's fine. Let's keep going. End quote. So Lee took some expensive bras and a, design, a designer dress that night. Um, Prugo can't remember which because there would end up being very many, as you asked. Mm -hmm. And they also took a bottle of Grey Goose vodka from Hilton's, quote, nightclub room um they took quote crumpled cash in quote 50s hundreds end quote from hilton's purses and basically they were like we're it, it's like the you remember the borrowers mm -hmm. that's kind of what their tactic was they were going to take so little that she wouldn't notice so they could come back again yeah so she didn't notice she really they came back multiple times between October and December 2008, she did not report any of the bling ring burglaries until December 19th, 2008, when Lopez walked out with that Louis Vuitton bag stuffed with jewelry. Yeah. Um, but and and yeah. So also on another night, Prugo told police, quote, we found about like five grams of coke in Paris's house. They snorted it and left. Oh, Jesus. And, end quote. They snorted it and left. Um, he said, quote, and, and then um, he when he said that, Don Miller, one of Paris Hilton's many reps, I'm sure, um, said, quote, I don't know why anyone would listen to allegations made by a self-confessed thief, end quote, which like, yeah. ooh, damn. But according to Prugo, they snorted the coke and then, quote, drove around Mulholland having the best time of our lives, end quote. So... Pruger also said there was no rhyme or reason for their timing in committing these burglaries. It would be just that they would do it, quote, whenever we run out of money or if Rachel wanted a new outfit, end quote. But mm. that soon their friends were seeing this and they wanted in on the action, too, which is when they upped the frequencies and they upped the ante a little bit. So by February, there were more people involved in this, including Tameo and Ames. And Prugo said, quote, I didn't want all these people coming in. I found it odd that Rachel would want to involve more people, end quote. But still, yeah. he participated in the planning of that December 19th burglary when Lopez stole all that jewelry. And surveillance video from that burglary showed a lone figure in a hood and gloves fleeing the, fleeing the property at dawn. Mm. So two months later, on February 22nd, 2009, oscar night so they knew a lot of people weren't going to be home they were going to be at okay. oscar parties the oscars themselves yeah lee and prugo robbed the hollywood hills mansion of audrina patridge who later told sales quote i watched the surveillance videos expecting these it to be these big scary guys and instead it was these two kids end quote mm. in the grainy video footage a boy and girl who seemed to resemble prugo and lee 
entered Patridge's home through an unlocked door. Patridge later said, quote, they took bags and bags of stuff. They took my great grandma's jewelry, my passport, my laptop, jeans made to fit my body to my perfect shape, end quote. Damn. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they took things that were, first of all, they pulled a John Mulaney. They took the things you can't replace, but they also yeah. took like, like, again, like custom made jeans, like things like that, like just not like like i'm saying like this is not like the obvious designer shit this is the like hella this is the upper echelon designer shit so the estimated value of her stolen property was forty three thousand dollars but even after patridge posted the surveillance video on her website in february asking people to try to come forward with tips they kept going nobody was identifying them so they kept doing it she hoped that somebody would and even though the video was picked up by tmz and ran on la's local news stations they really they just they were undeterred however prugo later told sales um that he was pretty like freaked out when when this happened um he said quote i was watching ktla and i saw us and i just broke down rachel made it seem like it was okay end quote so Patridge later said she believed the thieves were motivated by her th- her fame, later telling Sales that she heard from the LAPD, quote, Rachel Lee was a big fan of me. I was her target. She's a little obsessed. Gr- she's a little obsessed girl. I got to tell you, she's going to get what she deserves, end quote. Mm. So, again, they rob Patridge, they lay low, and everything is quiet until a couple months later when they strike again on May 9th, 2009, this time robbing Rachel Bilson's home. At this point, Lee was so chill about all of this that she actually took the time to go into Bilson's bathroom and take a shit. Jesus Christ. Yep. I hope she flushed. Mm. Um, According to the LAPD's report, they burglarized Bilson six times between (gasps) April and May, stealing nearly $130,000 in valuables. So much fucking stuff, like including jewelry, bags, clothes, makeup. Prugo said that they tried to unload some of it on like that they had so much stuff that they were like, we need to unload some of it. So some some of it that they couldn't move, they sold it on the boardwalk at Venice Beach <gasps> and they made a couple thousand dollars. That's insane. And and Lopez could not move Paris Hilton's jewelry. That's all I'm trying to say. That's what I was saying before. I was like, that's like yeah, they were like, just like, OK, we'll take it to the boardwalk. And if you've also been to the Venice Beach Boardwalk, yeah, that tracks. Like, (laughs) yeah, but also like news stations have like picked up that this is happening. That like, like someone was burglarized, and you're still gonna go in and. But they're also not selling teens. I guess, but you're gonna sell it out in the open, like. And and also, they made a few thousand dollars. They stole a hundred thirty thousand dollars worth of property. Like, I'm sure they did not. I'm sure that the people buying it didn't think it was real. I'm sure that they had they paid for it, it would have been they would have been selling it at at, at cost. Yeah. Um or at a loss rather. But yeah, so then we get to July 13th, 2009. And then 18-year-old Alexis Nyers told the LAPD that 19-year-old Prugo and she were drinking at a trendy restaurant and bar on Hollywood Boulevard called, Boulevard called Beso when Lee, who was also 19, called Prugo and told him to come meet her. So even though Nyers knew that they had been burglarizing homes, um, 
she later said that she was drunk at the time of this incident and was, quote, not sure what was going on, end quote. So when Prugo parked his white Toyota on the side of the road near just a, a mansion in the Hollywood Hills and Lee and her 19-year-old friend Tameo get out of Lee's white Audi A4, she's just like, what's going on, basically? I'm drunk. Yeah. Um, but Nyers later learned it was... The home of Orlando Bloom, who the group happened to know was in New York shooting a movie. When you said that thing about Milan, I was like, oh, girl, you have no idea. Um, And so then the four walked backwards uphill to Bloom's mansion to avoid security cameras um, with their hoods up. And apparently, um, like, Nyer said she didn't want to go, but she still followed them in and then was like it's weird because they were walking backwards and they were covering their faces with hoodies and like apparently trying to hide from security cameras yeah so then they crawl through a hole that lee cut in the chain link fence surrounding bloom's property and went around the house checked windows and doors until they finally found an unlocked door over by bloom's pool and then they went inside, and according to Nyers, the other three teens started to, quote, ransack, end quote, the house, ultimately stealing close to $500,000 in clothes, art, Rolex watches, Louis Vuitton luggage. Like, they went on a fucking Damn. shopping spree. Yeah. And all the while, Nyers allegedly was screaming, quote, what are you doing? Get me the fuck out of here, end quote. Yeah. And then she was so upset that she went outside and threw up and peed in Orlando Bloom's bushes. <laughs> okay. So Prugo later told Sales that Nyers' story wasn't completely accurate, saying, quote, we didn't even go to Beso that night, end quote. That's, um, the, that's the part that you have a problem with? No, but that's how he started, which I thought was very funny. Um, but I will also say, like, Nancy Jo Sales, this was very kind of like muckrakey journalism. Like, she clearly went to these kids and was like, I'm your friend, and then painted them in a very unflattering light. Yeah. And I have great sympathy for them in that regard, because I understand the feeling of a journalist making you sound like a fucking idiot when you very well may not have. Um, I mean, they're they're burglarizing people yes. so yes, 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 i yes, wouldn't yes. say that they get any benefit of the doubt on but this anything. happened this was also happening during the trial and like it's a whole thing we'll get into it we'll get into it um i'm not saying that like i'm not saying that they were in the right but i'm saying sales was doing them no favors like she yeah. was not forthright it seems in her like oh i'm gonna clear like not, she she made them seem like she was gonna like tell their side Okay. Like, that's the impression she seemed to give them, or at least that she seemed to give Nyers, which we'll get to. Um, But yeah, um, Prugo said that the two were actually together, not at Beso, because, quote, according to Prugo, quote, my parents were out of town. Alexis's mom had kicked her out of the house. So Alexis moved in with me, end quote. Nyers also told the cops that, quote, that her, quote, mother kicked her out of her home, end quote. According to the LAPD, Prugo said Nyers had been kicked out because she had been abusing OxyContin, smoking it. Um, Nyers initially told sales, quote, obviously it's not true, end quote, with her lawyer, Jeffrey Rubenstein, adding, quote, Nick Prugo's credibility is questionable at best, end quote. Mm. But in a 2013 interview with Vice, Nyers later admitted, quote, 
People think I was living with my family, but I was living at a Best Western on Franklin and Vine. I was smoking 20, 80 milligram oxys a day. I was doing tons of cocaine. I was panhandling for drugs. I had an over $10,000 a week drug habit. What you were seeing on TV was not what was really going on, end quote. Mm. So Prugo explained to Sales that the reasoning behind this burglary was, was, quote, Miranda Kerr, a Victoria's secret model, was dating Orlando Bloom, and Rachel wanted Victoria's secret model clothes, end quote. Okay. So Lee's lawyer, Peter Korn, responded by telling Sales, quote, I don't want to participate in the media attention in this case, end quote, <laughs> which I'm like, hell yeah, right. someone with sense. Um, but Prugo later told n- Sales of that night, quote, we planned to meet, end quote, at Bloom's house. Quote, me and Alexis met Rachel and Diana. We went up to the house, end quote. The surveillance video from Bloom's residence on the night of the robbery shows four young people walking backwards up a lamplit hill, all covering their heads with their arms and using hoods to hide their faces from security cameras. And Prugo noted to sales, quote, how would a drunk person so sick throwing up be walking backwards up a hill, end quote. Mm hmm. So according to Prugo, quote, in Bloom's master bedroom, Rachel found a stash of Rolexes and like $1,500. Alexis grabbed a Louis Vuitton laptop sized bag and she was rocking it as a purse. Miranda Kerr had a dress there by Alex Perry, like a one of a kind runway dress. She took that, end quote. Oh, Jesus. The Bloom surveillance video showed two of the four figures coming and going up and down the hill with large bags several times between the hours of 3 and 4 a.m., with the bags being so unwieldy that one of the figures stumbled, like they were just packed to the gills. Mm. Prugo said that he and Nyers left around 5 a.m., but that Lee and Tameo were still going, and they went back inside because Lee allegedly said, quote, I want artwork because I'm moving to Vegas, and I want stuff to decorate my house, end quote. Oh, my God. In total, almost $500,000 worth of shit was stolen from Bloom and Care. Like, oh, again, to reiterate, five hundred thousand dollars like yeah my dudes like damn but yeah so sometime later prugo told sales he sold most of bloom's rolexes to a jar johnny dangerous saying Mm -hmm. quote he gave us five thousand for like 10 rolexes which is i guess a ripoff now that i think of it end quote yeah over the next four months, four homes were burglarized in the star-studded hills surrounding Los Angeles, including the residence of Brian Austin Green, though their real target was Megan Fox, who then lived with him. Prugo said Lee liked her wardrobe. So they stole, uh, like, I don't really know how else to explain this, so I'm going to just say it. They stole, among other things, Green's Sig Sauer .380 semi-automatic handgun. They stole his fucking gun okay so this is even uh, this is a whole different crime now yes so prugo also said that some of the kids in this ring continued to conduct surveillance on additional targets including the homes of disney stars miley cyrus zach efron hillary duff and vanessa hudgens meanwhile he said he was becoming increasingly nervous about their activities saying he was quote worried scared just uneasy all the time anxious anxious end quote Lee may have also been growing concerned because, remember, she said she needed art for her move to Vegas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In late July 2009, so like soon after they robbed Orlando Bloom and, you know, all these other people. But um, she did end up moving to Vegas to live with her father, David Lee, an independent businessman from South Korea. And Prugo helped her move, like drove her through the desert with her car with. Yeah, her car filled up with bags of stolen shit. 
Oh my God. But Prugo said that Lee couldn't resist pulling off one last heist, telling Sales, quote, Rachel's like biggest conquest was Lindsay Lohan. It was her ultimate fashion icon, end quote. Okay. So Lee returned to LA from Vegas and on the night of August 23rd, 2009, Prugo, Lee, and Tameo allegedly burglarized Lohan's home in the Hollywood Hills. They took close to $130,000 worth of clothes and jewelry. Lee and Tameo were, quote, like freaking out over Lindsay's stuff, end quote, according to Prugo. He said, quote, I didn't even want to go to Lindsay's because I had a feeling if anything was taken, end quote. And by taken, he means like if any surveillance footage was taken. Yeah. He said, quote, it would be released, end quote. Which, yeah. Yeah. And it's always like. an astute observation. It's like, this is how all like heist movies start. It's one, it's a group of people that have been doing it forever. One last go. This is our last one. That's exactly it. Like, I'm not saying that she deserved it. But lee and the rest of them too like they probably could have gotten away with it if lee had stayed in vegas yeah but yeah because when i tell you this theft at lohan's home is how the police got their break in the case yep surveillance video showed images of multiple people two of whom looked very familiar there were two girls who periodically covered their heads with hoods and scarves but the guy with them didn't even bother he apparently thought that a baseball cap was enough to obscure his identity but still uh tameo and lee and prugo were able to pry open a window and break into lohan's home where they rifled through her belongings took clothes jewelry including a blue-faced rolex watch that sam ronson remember when she used to like date sam ronson on and off the dj Mm -hmm. mark ronson's sister yeah 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 yeah. they stole a gift from sam ronson a blue-faced rolex watch okay that was given to lohan but so the police at this point were certain that the people that were involved in lohan's robbery were also involved in the patridge thefts so lapd officer brett goodkin the lead investigator on the case said quote it was quite evident that at least two of the people in the lohan video we had seen before and a couple of us had recalled where we had seen it and it was the patridge video and that was our first indication that hey you know something's going on here end quote Mm -hmm. and so on august 26th the lapd with lohan's permission released the surveillance video to tmz now there's two videos circulating of these kids from lohan and patridge making it all but obvious that they had got images of these same people and there was a connection between these Hollywood Hills burglaries. So the media had a fucking field day. Some were referring to the teens as, quote, the burglar bunch. Um, Others were referring to them as, like, I forget, like, the Beverly Hills bandits or something like that. Okay. But the name that stuck, the ultimate moniker that stuck was the bling ring. Mm Mm-hmm. So tips started pouring in as to these people's identities, but the police were already like hitting the ground running because they got a tip from somebody who said she overheard Lee and Prugo bragging about stealing from Lohan and Patridge at a party. Mm -hmm. So the cops used Facebook to ascertain that Lee and Prugo were indeed friends with each other. And then Goodkin said that by monitoring their social media, it, quote, allowed us to or it allowed us early on. It, it, quote, allowed us early on to create, uh, to kind of create kind of a flow chart of, you know, who is this person? They clearly know each other because they've friended each other, end quote. And so they were kind of, they were kind of doing the same thing that the kids were doing to the celebrities. You literally beat me to it. Like, just like with the bling ring using Facebook 
to stalk their celebrities it was a fucking treasure trove of information for the authorities because photos on these kids profiles had Had them wearing yeah with the clothes yes yeah dude and it gets worse (laughs) um that's not all so prugo was arrested on september 17th at which point he denied everything but then a few weeks later a few weeks later in october he ended up confessing without first even getting a deal like he said he was so overcome with stress that he couldn't breathe he couldn't sleep he couldn't eat he said quote i was even losing my hair end quote Mm. So he told sales that ultimately, quote, even though I was charged with more, you know, things, I think it was still the right thing to do, end quote. Mm. But Goodkin, who, by the way, took over the case from detectives when Prugo's lawyer approached him with this confession, later told sales, quote, he confessed to crimes we didn't even know he committed, end quote. Damn. So per the LAPD report, quote, while this activity started as a twisted adventure for Prugo and his small group of friends fueled by celebrity worship, it quickly mushroomed into an organized crime criminal enterprise, end quote. Mm. Goodkin said, quote, they did it for the money. This was their job, end quote. And he also said, quote, these kids knew what they were going to get every time they went in and they had lists. They wanted this and they want that. They wanted that painting. They wanted that watch. They wanted these shoes in that size. And that's what they took, end quote. Wow. But Goodkin said he was also struck by the, quote, stalkerish, end quote, aspect of these crimes, saying, quote, it may be a stress stretch, but is wanting to wear somebody's clothes that different from wanting to wrap yourself up in their skin like that guy in the Silence of the Lambs, end quote? That might be a little much, but I'm without saying too much, I am going to um, just say I don't like this man. <laughs> Okay. I do not like him. Um, I think that, first of all, he sounds like a fucking idiot. But at least Sales did that. She made all of them sound like idiots. But I don't like this man. But we'll continue. So Prugo said the teens never talked about the, quote, why of their crimes. Saying, quote, we just did it. I know it sounds dumb, but Rachel just wanted the clothes. She wanted to look pretty. I was just following Rachel. I loved her almost like a sister, end quote. So on -hmm. October 22nd, two weeks after Prugo confessed, the LAPD issued search warrants for Johnny Dangerous, Tameo, Ames, Nyers, Lopez, and Lee. So after Lopez was arrested, he produced the majority of Hilton's jewelry, which was, as I said, returned to her. Lopez, the cops said, did not have the criminal sophistication to, quote, fence is what they called it. Yeah. The jewelry, which, again, like, I find it very funny like a cab but also i find it funny that like so the police think you're inept like can you uh, like that would be me that would be me in this mm-hmm. that would 100 percent be me in this um but yeah among the items reportedly recovered in the police by the police in a raid on uh johnny dangerous's apartment in which was in the san fernando valley like in like a not good area like i said like he was not well off like these other kids he had priors yeah. like all of that um, but they found, quote, a diamond encrusted Cartier Tiger watch, numerous gold and diamond bracelets and cut diamonds in a bag weighing more than 42 carats, end quote, as well as, quote, illicit drugs and a stash of weapons, end quote, which included body armor and Green's pistol. Ah, OK. And this is where I also have a little bit of sympathy for Johnny Dangerous, because he later said in an interview, quote, I ended up buying Green's pistol because the stupidest fucking thing to do would be to let them run around with that. These kids are fucking idiots, man. End quote. Yeah, like, I agree he with that. He did them a favor. He did those yeah. kids a huge fucking favor. 
because with full knowledge of like what well, would happen yes yeah. exactly well and i don't know the validity of this but in this same interview like he found out that courtney was pregnant with his child um oh, while he was with the interviewer like so like he he did these kids a solid like he really yeah. did like it's still fucked up that you're dating a teenager and that you got her pregnant and all that other shit like and all this other shit it doesn't excuse the shit that you did yeah. but at the same time i'm like all right like all right that yeah. was you that, did one that thing. pistol bit was a was a was a move yeah um but yeah also speaking of ajar wasn't home when the police raided his apartment he was actually hiding out in las vegas but he returned to turn himself into the lapd when he found out that they had done the whole thing yeah that they had raided his house um they also found lee in vegas at her father's home as well as three computers, three photos of Paris Hilton, a jar of marijuana, a Korean passport, and more than $20,000 in $100 bills. All right, then. According to the LAPD report, quote, during the warrant service, Lee asked several officers if they would release her if she told them where, quote, everything is, end quote. Um, she had already told the, she had allegedly told the authorities, quote, hypothetically, let's say I might know where this property is located and who has it. How could that help me? End quote. The report continued on, quote, it is clear that Lee felt that she successfully removed all items of stolen property from the residence, end quote. But when she had seen the cops basically like said to her, like, oh, like we found this coat that belonged to Lindsay Lohan. We found these topless pictures of Paris Hilton that had been stolen from her unlocked safe. Um, yeah. Quote, her mood instantly changed from being calm and collected to instantly becoming nearly hysterical, physically ill, and gagging as though she were about to vomit. Lee asked Detective Leanne Hoffman if she had spoken to the victims. Hoffman replied that she had spoken to all of the victims. Lee became excited and asked, what did Lindsay say? End quote. That's this is all like, from the LAPD report. Yeah, and this is also like a crazy reaction. It's like, oh, you're calm cool and collected first of all calm cool and collected knowing you did something wrong i could never no but, calm cool and collected because she thought that she had that they didn't that they couldn't find any of it when yeah, she but, found yeah but like, she did she do like, something got no proof but she did do something wrong and still even with that she knowledge shit in rachel bilson's bathroom though like this is this is yeah she is she is not of this earth okay but she then, is not human she is she is a rare breed but then freaking out that she was caught and then excited mm -hmm. about like the knowledge that i guess one of her celebrity like idols said me? her name yeah. yeah that's it's just a yeah. crazy reaction uh-huh oh girl i don't doubt you there but yeah so then the lapd when they showed up at nyers's door with a search warrant um the cops first of all she was filming her reality show when this happened um, that's amazing the cops found a mark jacobs bag which allegedly belonged to Bilson, a Chanel necklace that allegedly belonged to Lohan, and Nyers denied stealing the items, saying, quote, I have receipts for everything, end quote. The cameras kept rolling as Nyers exited Van Nuys jail that night after being bailed out on a $50,000 bond. Taylor was also taken into custody after some stolen items were found in her possession, but she was released after questioning. And mm. Nyers told Sales that Prugo told her and Taylor that he was a, quote, stylist, for his father's film company, which was presumably why he had access to these expensive designer clothes and jewelry that he would let the girls, quote, borrow, which was why okay. Taylor was brought into questioning because she was seen in an audition tape for an Axe body spray commercial wearing a vest that cops had said belonged to Bilson. Okay. 
on tape. Yeah. On an audition tape. Yeah. Because she said, quote, Nick dressed me for the commercial, end quote. Nyers also added, quote, Nick really liked the life we had. He wanted to live like us. He wanted to tag along with us to the clubs we went to, like Apple, Guys and Dolls, Teddy's, Echo. It was known that we were hanging out with Emile Hirsch and Leonardo DiCaprio, just like typical young Hollywood, end quote. Prugo, however, maintained that Nyers and Taylor were aware that the clothes were stolen and that this story they had made up about him being a stylist as a cover for their mother, though he did concede, quote, they were the first people that brought me out to the clubs, end quote. Okay. Um, According to People Magazine, each of the suspects, with the exception of Lee and I'm assuming Ajar and um, Lopez, but I don't know, each of them was booked for residential burglary with bail set at $50,000 each, while Lee was held on $3,000 bail for possession of stolen property. Mm-hmm. As of as of like that afternoon, like that Saturday afternoon, Tomeo and Lopez remained behind bars, but Ames and Nyers were able to post bail soon after their arrest while Lee was still being transferred back to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So then we're going to fast forward a little bit to Nyers' arraignment on November 16, 2009, where when she and the reality show crew arrived at the Los Angeles Superior Court for this arraignment regarding yeah, the charge think, she received for residential burglary of Orlando Bloom's home. I don't think she was super stoked about doing the reality show at this point, probably. No, like, they tried to use it as, like, a, this is a proof of innocence. Oh, really? They just okay. changed tack. Yeah, they changed tack. Um, like, I mean, I'm sure, because also, remember, Kim Kardashian, during Keeping Up with the Kardashians, like, early years, had that sex tape scandal and look what it did for her show and her career so i'm sure that they were seeing these parallels and thinking like okay okay like we can turn this into something okay Um, maybe huh maybe yeah um but regarding the show it's it's not super memorable but perhaps the most infamous moment or quote was nyers calling sales on speakerphone with her family after the uh, after this hearing because sales writes about this arraignment and her family is around her consoling her and hugging her and yelling at sales in the background she has to record her voicemail to nancy joe sales like 10 times because Uh her mother is like she starts being like nancy joe sales i this is alexis nyers calling to say i am so disappointed in your your vanity fair article and then her mother's in the background just running up being like you should be ashamed of yourself and she's like mom shut up oh i can't record this it, it, <laughs> i look it up on youtube it's fucking it is peak 2000s reality television drama wow one of these days i will write or not right, because I can't really do much more writing than I'm already doing now, but I will do a podcast on, like, 2000s reality TV, because this was peak. But yeah, um, so she, is, her family's yelling in the background, all of this other stuff, as she is admonishing sales over the details that sales included in this article, quote, that were false, like you saying that I wore six-inch Louboutin heels to court with my tweed skirt when I wore four-inch little brown BB shoes, end quote. Oh my god. The passage in question from Sales' article read, quote, because I this is what I mean when I say that, like, she, I will say, like, she, she, Sales, Sales clearly had something to get out of this, too. Like, this, this was, I will say, this did not paint her in a good light. Uh-huh. Um, So this, pa- the passage that, um, what do you call it, that Nyers is referencing reads, quote, 
Producers from various shows murmured as Nyers, a former hip-hop and pole dancing instructor, sat calmly on a bench, allowing a makeup woman to touch her up. A leggy girl with long, dark hair and shimmering blue-green eyes, Nyers was wearing a tweed miniskirt, a pink sweater, and six-inch Christian Louboutin heels, end quote. And then Sales quoted Nyers as allegedly telling her, after she mentions these Louboutins, um, Sales quoted Nyers as allegedly telling her, quote, I have a pretty cool shoe collection going on right now, end quote. Yeah, ones that you fucking stole. And also, like, making it sound like she's saying this to her in the courthouse. Like, yeah, I can see how, like, yeah, that's fucked up. Like, the yeah. minute they read this, they're opening up the Vanity Fair piece and they're going, oh, my God, the pictures are so beautiful and blah, blah, blah. And they get, like, a couple paragraphs in and the mom is on the phone with her daughter's lawyer. Like, it, it was, it, I will say, like, and she's and I I kind of I, I some of it I believe some of it I don't like I do think that she was not expecting I feel like she was kind of taken advantage of regardless of yeah. her uh guilt not guilt but you know what I mean like regardless of her um involvement in this crime mm-hmm. I do think that sales took advantage of the fact that these kids were teenagers and yeah. didn't have anybody really looking out for them because also yeah. if they did they wouldn't be in the situation in the first place yeah sounds like it so now we're gonna get into Haley doesn't listen to tiktok but for the well you don't listen to tiktok unless you're falling asleep at the wheel like i am um but there's that one tiktok sound where it's like a gospel song and they're like yeah i'm hopeful yes i am and it's like supposed to be okay. like and here's where they are now so as that's running we can't because we'll get flagged but as it's running So Lee was charged with three counts of residential burglary of the homes of Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, and Andrina Patridge. After pleading no contest and being sentenced to four years, the harshest punishment amongst the bling ring, she only served one year and four months. She later told Us Weekly in 2018, quote, As a teen, I was chasing love in all the wrong places, and by the time I realized it was too late, I was in prison. I truly feel prison was a blessing in disguise, the best thing that ever happened to me. It made me realize you can only trust yourself at the end of the day. End quote. Tomeo, I mean, that's the whole oh, that's ahead. the whole point of like going to to jail. It's like well, to, if you if like in a good way, like it that's the that's the ideal point of going to jail. Yeah, th- th- that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like that's that's what it's supposed to be for is mm-hmm. for you to go and and think about what has happened it's a t- it's supposed to be a timeout. yeah it's not but supposed at the same to be- time like she was rich it's not like that for people who aren't as privileged as she is that's very true that is very very um, very true but so then tomeo has she was charged with two counts of residential burglary of lohan's home and that attempted burglary at ashley tisdale's the police also threatened tomeo that um so she was her status she, she her status was she was an undocumented immigrant from mexico they threatened mm. her with this in order to get her to cooperate. Oh, jeez. Yes. After pleading no contest for burglary, she was ultimately sentenced to three years probation plus time served in the county jail and 60 days community service with the California Department of Transportation. Tomeo, who was 21 at the time of sentencing, went on to have a career in the nutrition and fitness industry. Okay. Prugo, who was 19 when he was charged with seven counts of residential burglary, each count carried a sentence of two to six years in prison. After pleading no contest to two counts of first degree residential burglary, 
He was the last of the bling ring to be tried in court and was sentenced to two years in state prison, but he only served about a year because his sentence was cut in half for good behavior and work credits since he had already served some time behind bars when he failed to post bail. He was not as rich as these other kids. They were driving Audis and Lincolns and he was driving a Honda. Um, Nyers pleaded no contest to felony burglary charges and was sentenced to 180 days in jail, of which she served 30. She also got three years probation and had to pay a fine of $600,000 to Orlando Bloom. After she entered rehab and got sober, she completely turned her life around. She has since given birth to a baby girl with her then-husband, Evan, um, whom she met while attending Alcoholics Anonymous. The two announced their breakup earlier this year, but they said that they were committed to co-parenting their child. Um, Okay. Her, her, she had changed her name to Haynes, his, uh, Evan Haynes' last name. I don't know if she's, I've referred to her as Nyers because that's what she has. She has, her Instagram handle is at it's Alexis Haynes and she is, but she's like in her bio, she says her name is Alexis Nyers. So I'm not a hundred percent or whatever, but like she's got a podcast. She's got a course called Life Reset. Um, and she really is just like all about that sober living life and being a mom right. and just being like a better person. Mm-hmm. Um, Ames was charged with one count of residential burglary of Paris Hilton's home. The LAPD, as part of their evidence, had photos of her wearing a Dion, a Diane Von Furstenberg leather jacket that allegedly belonged to Hilton. But Ames and her lawyer, Robert Schwartz, denied that she was involved in the burglaries. And then they're like, we've got these photos. Mm-hmm. So Ames also had the infamously awesome idea to wear a necklace that belonged to Lohan to her court hearing. That is another level of stupid. Uh-huh. After she pleaded no contest to having a jacket stolen from Paris Hilton, Ames was sentenced to three years probation and 60 days of community service, despite having recently been sentenced to 26 days of jail time and drug and alcohol treatment for a recent DUI. According mm-hmm. to her lawyer, in 2013, she was enrolled as a student at Pierce College in Woodland Hills, where she was taking class- classes in psychology, speech, and child development. No okay. word on whether or not she ended up having that child. Um, Lopez, after pleading no contest in July of that year to one count of receiving stolen property from Paris Hilton's home, he got three years probation and then moved to Texas in an effort to just start a new life, turn over a new leaf, start a new life, whatever you want to call it. And as of 2013, he was working in an oil field job, which he said in an interview with the LA Times kept him occupied for about 70 hours a week or more. So he didn't really have time to do crimes after that. Mm -hmm. And then we've got Johnny Dangerous. So after police searched his home, he was charged separately from the rest of the bling ring with possession of narcotics and a firearm. As he was held in Los Angeles's Twin Tower Correctional Facility, his lawyer, Michael Goldstein, told Sales, quote, I find it troubling that Prugo, who, according to most of the players, is the mastermind of these burglaries, along with Lee, is now implicating everyone else while my client remains incarcerated, end quote. Mm. Ajar ended up playing, pleading no contest for a slew of things, including selling cocaine, illegally possessing a firearm, and receiving the bling rings stolen property. He did three years in jail and was released in March 2011. Okay. On September 26th, now we're going to get into the pop culture side of things. 
Um, on September 26, 2011, a TV movie based on this case titled The Bling Ring premiered mm-hmm. on, of course, Lifetime. And although this was a Lifetime movie, it still had some pretty impressive cast members, including Elvis himself, Austin Butler, as the character Zach Garvey, who was based on Prugo, and he was like the star of this movie. And okay. Jennifer Grey played his mother, Iris. Oh. Yeah. Um, another film ap- adaptation, though, also titled The Bling Ring, but based on Nancy Jo Sales' Van- Vanity Fair article, premiered in 2013. Um, and this is the better known of the two Bling Ring movies. It starred yeah. Emma Watson and Tessa Farmiga, our favorite sister, not daughter, of Vera, as we so uh-huh. horrifically learned. Um they play two of the members of this bling ring and then leslie mann plays emma watson's mother as a not so subtle allusion to myers and her mother andrea Uh um and sofia coppola directed and co-wrote the screenplay with sales and had multiple lunches with prugo to discuss the film and goodkin not only consulted on the film, but he played himself in one of the scenes in which he puts handcuffs on Watson's Alexis Nyers-esque character. Wow, all right. He also appeared on an episode of Pretty Wild, the reality show. Yeah. Um, Nyers later told Vice that Goodkin, along with Sales, was more obsessed with her, the case, and by proxy fame than even she was at the time and that they still continue to be. Yeah. Uh, she said, quote, when Nick Prugo was originally arrested, Brett Goodkin interrogated him and Brett spent seven minutes of that interview talking about me, my show and how hot we were. The second thing was the Dateline interviews Goodkin did. It started to get really weird where he was playing this victorious cop or whatever. Then he goes and he starts consulting on this movie with Sofia Coppola. And then he decides to play himself in the movie. He has pictures of himself with all these jewels on a table and pictures of him with Paris Hilton, end quote. Mm. And... It would go on to show that regardless of whether or not Nyers was heavily pursuing fame, she wasn't super far off from this like read on Goodkin. But we'll get into that. Yeah. The first we're going to talk about the movie It has a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, a 69 percent nice Google score and a 60 percent tomato meter rating with a 33 percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes with the critics consensus quote. While it's certainly timely and beautifully filmed, the bling ring suffers from director Sofia Coppola's failure to delve beneath the surface of its shallow protagonist's real life crimes, end quote. Mm. And you can watch it on Showtime or Paramount Plus or wherever you get either of those two. And alongside the movie's release, a book was published in 2013 by Sales titled the Bling Ring, how a game of fame how a gang of fame obsessed teens ripped off Hollywood and shocked the world, end quote. Mm-hmm. It has a 3.15 out of 5 on Goodreads and is described as, quote, an in-depth expose of the exploits of the infamous Hollywood Bling Ring, a band of beautiful, privileged teenagers who were caught breaking into celebrity mansions and stealing millions of dollars worth of valuables, end quote. It's got mixed reviews. A lot of people are like, this is a great trashy beach read, and a lot of people are like, this is trashy. She's okay. clearly trying to make a buck. Um, but regardless, it's there if you want to read it. On September 12th, or nope, I flipped that. September 21st, 2022, so last month, two months ago, but last month for you and me, Netflix released a three-part docuseries that had previously been public or, or uh, that had previously aired on Channel 4 in April titled The Real Bling Ring, Hollywood Heist. Uh, It has a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, a 71% Google score, and a 50% tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes with a 33% audience score. 
And the series not only features interviews with Nyers, Prugo, and Patridge, among others, but it also delved into some of the other resulting issues surrounding the case, which now I will get into. Because, like I said, Brett Goodkin, I'm not a fucking fan. Uh huh. Turns out, not only did he fail to report to the DA that he was earning money, which, according to reports, totaled about $12,500 for serving as a technical advisor on Sofia Coppola's Bling Ring movie. Mm. He also was serving as the prosecutor's assigned witness as investigative officer, but never got permission from the LAPD to take part in this film in any capacity. Literally, he never told them. He kept it a secret. And he had to legally tell them. But not only that, he also, because he was an investigative, like he was a witness for this trial, that's a conflict of interest. He didn't tell the DA's office that he was doing this. He literally (gasps) kept it a whole fucking secret. And then after it comes out, he was soon uh, soon after hit with accusations that he made, quote, inappropriate contact, end quote, with one of the witnesses on this case. Um, her name was Jennifer, is Jennifer Issa. She was a lingerie designer that had hired Nyers as a model at one point. And she later told the LA Times, quote, he was so confident that he was going to put Alexis in jail that he said, you want to make a bet? If she goes to jail, then I get to sleep with you. <gasps> he kind of started to stalk me. He'd text me and say, I just saw you walking your dog. I liked the top you were wearing, end quote. Ew. I should also mention, this dude looks like a Mr. Clean motherfucker. Like, you're too big for your britches, my guy. So the LA Times also reported that Goodkin had taken this inappropriate behavior a step further by adding Issa on Facebook and allegedly sending her graphic sexual messages, which were authenticated as part of the LAPD's subsequent investigation into this, into these accusations he was literally like up for termination because of this yeah because again it ruined his credibility like yeah all over the place Issa told the la times quote they say that the bling ring kids were fame obsessed but so was he he was always bragging about celebrities he met end quote and she added that after he appeared in that courtroom scene on that episode of pretty wild i mentioned earlier that he texted Issa quote did you see me on their show did i look hot end quote Ew. Yeah. And so all of this affects his credibility because it could clearly be construed as a conflict of interest in this case, meaning that the state of California could not proceed to trial for Ames, Lopez, and Tameo. That's why, yeah, so he, for example, Ames got off so easy. Yeah, he fucked his own trial. Yeah. As a result, the LAPD launched an internal affairs investigation and the DA's office had to let those indicted off on lighter charges and even lighter sentences with the judge actually telling Ames's defense in court, quote, you should all write a thank you letter to Goodkin because his judgment is as poor as it gets. You can have a field day with his credibility during trial. It's a shame what he did. It's harmful to the people's case, end quote. Yeah. So after all of this, was Brett Goodkin fired? No, not according to his LinkedIn, which still has him listed as a Hollywood homicide detective working at the LAPD for the last 19 years. And though there are plenty of articles written about these transgressions that he allegedly committed, there is no follow up indicating that the termination he faced was ever followed through with. He is still working for the LAPD. That's fucking crazy. You can like you can like perform like your job like if you work at like a, a fast food place and you like get too many orders wrong if you put a band-aid in the fryer 
yeah, you you're fucking gone. But like this fucking guy, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're sexually harassing a witness. Yeah, you're stalking a witness allegedly, yeah, and you're and you're making money off of uh uh the movie made about this case. Whatever. In multiple ways, Fuck. because I mean, yeah, like you're you're performing as yourself in it. You're being on Dateline or Deadline or whatever it was. You're you're serving as a um, technical consultant. Like, yeah, it, it's and he's, yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb and be like, Alexis Nyers was right on the money. Also, he's calling these teenage girls hot in these interviews with Prugo like yeah that's also gross that's creepy as hell yeah all alleged because we don't want to get sued but like you can make your own judgments yeah i've made mine yeah not a fan nah but that's it that's that's all she wrote wow she is me i am she that's quite a saga it's a tale i forgot that it happened like not super long ago yeah it, well i mean yeah it seems like it happened forever ago and yet it also seems like it happened yesterday like i vividly remember being like obsessed with this case as a kid like at, like just really just mostly being like how did they manage to do this <laughs> they weren't that much yeah. older than i was yeah and doing it like multiple like at the same house multiple times that's fucking ballsy in a way i'll never understand yeah I don't but know. Damn. All right. Well, um, first episode out of Spooktober, mm -hmm. and we're back in it, man. We're here. we're here. We're doing it. Yeah. So you can go to our website. It's crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. Um, you can email us at crimeculturepod at gmail.com. We have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we will have had our live stream by the time you are hearing this, but at the time of recording, that is tomorrow. So we are excited. So I hope a lot of you came. <laughs> we we loved seeing you and yeah, seeing it was you open, great. hearing about you opening your gifts. It's been it's been a yeah. hoot. Yeah, and the announcement that we made at the end. Oh, can you believe that? Can you believe that announcement? <gasps> Girl. we'll announce it for on the podcast on the next episode yes but, um you'll have to go i think i believe that there is a way that you can watch the uh the stream after the fact i will try to confirm that it's available for two weeks on the twitch channel it is available for two weeks on the twitch channel according to <laughs> the techman um the tech hubbund tech hubbund and so that's that so go to our twitch which is in the uh link tree that's mm -hmm. what it is yeah and that is that and we're gonna see you next tuesday yes we will all right bye bye, bye.